Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. The 30, 60, 90 day job posting. What is it and why should you care? It is the blueprint for hiring success. I'm Rick Gerard and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. We help entrepreneurs and business leaders avoid costly hiring mistakes by winning the right hire. Our mission is to share insights from top performing rebel entrepreneurs, disruptors, and industry experts like our guest today, Mr. Dan Moore. Dan is the co-founder and CEO of Vaporware. Dan is a trained computer scientist who helps craft ideas into scalable products, always one for over-communication and compulsive attention to detail. Dan co-founded Vaporware to help entrepreneurs take their ideas to market. Over the past seven years, he has helped Vaporware deliver dozens of apps in human resources, staffing and recruiting, all while building vaporware into a stellar organization, which is what makes Dan the perfect guest for today's topic. Dan, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Thanks for having me, Rick. Today, we're going to discuss the 30, 60, 90 day job posting, what it is, how it works, and why you should be doing it. And then we're going to train everybody how to build out a process like this for their job postings for hiring success. Sound like a plan? Sounds great. I know we probably labeled this, or I don't know if this was your title of what it is, but let's talk about what the 30, 60, 90 posting is. What is it? It's a job posting. You've seen tons of stuff around KSAs and knowledge, skills, and abilities, and just lists of requirements for jobs. Yep. This takes that and flips it on its head. So instead of focusing on old ways of doing things and just trying to get jobs out there and get everyone through the door, this is a technique that we use that helps you find the right candidates for your organization. So I'm going to be the devil's advocate. Why wouldn't I just post up what everybody else posts up and hope that it works? Shooting for the people that you want, you want to ensure to hire the right caliber of person. And in order to do that, you really need to stand out and make sure that you're attracting the right kind of people as opposed to hitting the same keywords and the current system which is a spray and pray approach. What you're doing is you're trying to go for a more targeted approach where the people who are responding to you are probably closer to what you're looking for as opposed to people who are just sending out resumes. Absolutely. Typically, if you're in a hiring process and if you're a job seeker, you see all these job postings on different boards and you say, oh, I have those skills or I don't have those skills. Move on to the next one and find as many things that fit your category. But if you see something that doesn't fit the mold that makes you think and wake up from the mundane process, you start to read into it differently and to understand the flow and understand the company culture. So it's this immediate step that it's the first introduction to your company that a lot of these candidates see. And if you just look like everyone else, then why should they invest more time in you and why should they even apply? The important thing to remember is that your job posting that you put out there is a marketing document. It's not a, hey, we're great, you should come. It's to draw people, the right people to your company. I think if most CEOs saw content that they're marketing department put out that was similar to a job description, they would flip. Yeah. I know I would. (laughs) The current job descriptions focus on like the very nitty gritty how details of someone self-qualifying just based on a set of technologies if we're talking about development job postings. And the 30, 60, 90 day job posting is much more about the why or giving flexibility based on some high level constraints that aren't the specific technologies. Those aren't the constraints of most jobs. What happened that made you want to switch up a job posting to something different? I think we were tired 
tired of seeing the same candidates. We ourselves, when we founded this company, had gone through tons of hiring processes, tons of interviews, and we wanted to change that. We realized that culture fit is much more important than the specific technologies that we're working on or the specific products at the end of the day that we're building. Mm -hmm. We didn't enjoy that process ourselves, so why would we submit someone else through that? And I think this personal desire to escape the normal and the run-of-the-mill experience and create something better is really what started us down that journey and how we eventually found this technique. Got it. It's a little bit more centered around how you would want to be hired as opposed to what is the norm. Exactly. And that was kind of what started it. And then we really looked into the process and were very thoughtful about it and spent all this time and energy. We had a couple of bad hires early on and basically said, well, there's there's got to be a better way to do our job, which is building the team and getting the right people on the bus and the wrong people off the bus as fast as possible and really maintain some really high level candidates for a long period of time and having them join us on this journey. So we looked at those high level objectives and figured out a way to tailor this one experience in this one piece that's incredibly crucial to the overall process. Let's go back to how much time did you really spend on it? It doesn't take a whole lot of time to define out what you need to do. I mean, did it take you months to sit down and do this or was it a one to two day thing? We have it down to a one to two day thing now. I think where it started was trying to figure out exactly what this was. And we went through a couple of iterations. So hopefully this is like a good primer to get people there a lot faster than we originally went through. Yeah. And there's resources out there to do it. Yeah. We didn't see those resources off the top of our heads and people that we were working with. So we fell into this and found it and tailored it over the years. But where we're at right now, it's a one day process of communicating with each other and really figuring out how to do this. It's not a huge investment like a lot of people might think it might be. What's been the difference to your company? How much time does it save you? How have you benefited from it? A lot. So I think the main driver that we use it for right now is making sure we're making the right hires. So in all of our hiring, we want to limit the risk that our company has. What that means is we want to retain the right people. We don't want to exclude the right people that we're looking for. To find these right hires and increase our bottom line, we want seasoned employees that have been through this process and are looking for something different. We want to retain people for a long time and retainment alone is a huge bottom line saver. At the same time, we want to make sure our onboarding experience and really these 30, 60, 90 days, the first 90 days of someone's job limits the risk of our company. So we don't want to take a year to figure out that they're the wrong person for our company and for our culture. We want to make sure that we can do it within 90 days. You're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Gerard. And for our podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick educational moment from our sponsors. Check out stridesearch.com. There you'll find additional content and resources to help you win great hires. Our guest today is Dan Moore. He is the co-founder and CEO of Vaporware. And we're talking about the 30, 60, 90 day job posting. So here's the thing. We just talked a little bit about why it's important. Now let's break down what it is. What is the 30, 60, 90 days? What are we breaking down? What are we doing differently? So we are looking at the success of a job placement from the lens of the first 90 days of working. So we are saying, here are the objectives that we hope this role needs to accomplish, that we want this role to accomplish within our company. So instead of saying, hey, you need to have these skills and you need to have worked with Postgres as a database and you need to have developed this one technology, we're looking more holistically at high level objectives that we think the right person can meet in 90 days for the company. That's an identifier and a flag for can they meet four years with us as a company. 
So in essence, you're setting up 90-day performance metrics to make sure that that person has a roadmap to ensure that they're going to be successful or not. Exactly. So starting at that 90 days and then working backwards to 60 days and then 30 days, pre-identifiers and saying, hey, are we on the right track or are our expectations way off or did we miscommunicate something and making that experience a success? When you put this into practice, when you open up a new role, how much time do you have to spend actually sitting down, figuring out what that 90-day mark is and then reverse engineering it. So now we have that down incredibly quickly because we have some pretty well-defined roles, but we have some, not boilerplate, but baseline understanding across our entire organization of what these roles are and what kind of expectations they have. Sure. But I would say that that process to get to that point was an entire team process because of how we're run and organized. And so five people over the course of two weeks, I think it took us from start to finish, not full dedicated on it. Hours wise, though, what I'm trying to demonstrate is it doesn't take that much time to do that. It takes a lot less time to define them out and build out your performance metrics than it does to interview 10 people that are completely unqualified. Absolutely. I think the other main benefit is that it gives us the right people for the role. So we might interview someone that's great at a certain technology, but then we're not just investing in that interview. We make the wrong hire and then we go six months before realizing they're not a good fit because we never communicated our expectations up front and discussed it as a team. So it's you're not just wasting an interview time, you're wasting six months of your company's time. You are 100% speaking my language. What you're doing is you're setting up the framework of the communication and the expectation structure up front. Before you even get somebody in for an interview, they understand what they need to achieve when they get there. So it's like a syllabus for college. They give you a syllabus when you start your college course to let you know what you have to cover in the course of the semester. Why don't we do that for employees? Give them a roadmap for success. Here's what you need to accomplish. If you do it, great. You'll get to keep your job. If you don't, then we're going to part ways. It's very simple. Exactly. Part of that is understanding the kind of person that fits into that role is very different than where they've been before or something that's shown on a resume necessarily. So you might not have that explicit experience, but you're a really good learner. You might be really diverse in your history. So we can't just look at your resume or your LinkedIn profile and say, yes, they've done the exact thing that I want to hire them for in a specific project, let's say. But we can say, oh, this person has the ability to learn and to grow into this role and to learn and grow into it might take them 90 days, might take them six months. But part of that understanding is we're accepting that someone can grow into it. And that's our expectation. But we want that right person that can grow into it and that can perform at the level that we need them to, not someone that's done it before and is going to be bored or something like that. And that's the thing. A lot of people are going to get bored. If you ask them to come do what they've been doing at another job, where's the incentive for them to leave other than money? So you're going to end up spending a lot of money for somebody who's not going to stick around very long because they're not going to be learning anything new. I will say a good 75 to 80% of the people that I talk to that I recruit on a daily basis, they're bored. They're not growing professionally. That's their key driver for me. Like if you can find me somewhere where I can learn something new and challenge myself and do something great, then I'm all in. I'll definitely look at something new. Yeah. If you're not providing that challenge, somebody else will. And that's how you lose your A players. Let's break down how we build this out. How do we build out a 90-day plan? Where do you start? I would actually start past the 90 days into six months or a year and basically say, for us, our goal is we want you to stay with us forever. We want you to be part of this family. We're a really small organization. 
organization. We need key players. We're not looking for people looking to stay on for a year, learn something, and then transition off, which is very different in our industry, which is consulting. Yeah. So then our other goal is to figure out exactly like what's realistic in these 90 days and how can we evaluate a person if they're going to be that long-term fit with us, if they're good for us and limit our risk and limit our investment that we're willing to test out within those 90 days. It's this give and take of here's what we want, here's what's ideal, and here's what's realistic. And here's a map, that roadmap that you were talking about. Here's that plan of, okay, well, what does the 90-day test look like? What are we willing to invest in and what do we expect to see within those 90 days? You're going to plan out six months to a year. Got it. So, hey, you're giving yourself enough runway. So if I start at the 90-day mark, because that's where I'm going to advertise, that's what I'm going to put out. Here's what you have to complete by your 90th day on the job. How do you know what to put on that? It's a combination of experience in terms of, let's use the example of a development role where we say, hey, our goal is for this person to be fully ramped up within 90 days. So for us, that means they need to be billable a certain amount of time. We expect them to start showcasing how they interact with a larger development community, how they completely interact with the team internally. They should have tried everything at least once. We should know what everything is for that job posting and for that role. And basically, we use the same technique that we use with our clients on their products, and that's OKRs or objectives and key results. An objective is the high level understanding and the goal that we want them to hit. And the key results are the very specific things that they necessarily can't control. It's not tasks that they can do, but it's effects of the tasks that they can do within that frame. And a lot of that is self-management and understanding. So we lay out the objective and saying, here's the expectation that the company has for you. And then we expect the key result to come from that candidate as actually part of the interview process. But that's a little later on past the job. So I'm at 90 days. I'm going to essentially break it down to here's what you have to accomplish at your 90 day mark. Then I'm going to backfill it into 60 and then I'm going to backfill it into 30. But how do I determine what goes into 30 versus 60? So I think that that's the negotiation that comes out of the team is like, if you were to go back and do that again yourself, what are the requirements or what should you show in a certain amount of time? And a lot of that's this negotiation between the different people involved. So the people in the role currently, as well as the manager of that role. And a lot of the time for these high performing people, a lot of it is these people are expected to figure some of that out with them as they come and do this. And so we say, here's how you figure it out. And here's how we figured out things in the past. And here's a framework for that. And it usually breaks down into three steps of you plan, you start executing and you see some traction in the right direction, and then you can scale and get there. I like how you involve the rest of your team, though. It's not just on the manager to figure that out. So if you bring in your key performers too, you allow them to help contribute to that. I think that's the stage for that person to be more successful too, because they're more invested. They're more invested in that job description as well. So they're going to make sure that people are going to be successful, or at least if they're aware of it, they know how to keep them on track. Absolutely. So in our company, we take a 360 approach where everyone is evaluated by everyone else. Whether or not you write it down or whether or not you have expectations that are clearly defined, you still have expectations in the back of your head. So everyone expects something of a new role. The title immediately means something in their mind. They expect a person to fit into a box and understanding where that box is for everybody in the organization, even if they don't interact on a daily basis, is incredibly important. So you take these and what do you do with them? You post them into a job description. We actually break it down and say, use a technique and put it in terms of that person telling the story of, cool, you're start out at our company and in 30 days, you'll have reached this point. We're not talking, hey, you need to have this technology and you have this requirement that you must have done previously. 
it's your first 30 days are going to look like this story. And then your next 30 days, when we get up to 60 days, are going to look like this. And then your last 90 days are going to look like that. And if you think you can do those things, then this is the place for you. So you're setting a challenge for him in a way. You're saying, hey, look, at here's what you're going to be responsible for doing. If you can do it, then accept the challenge and join us. If not, exactly. then don't. Yeah. Then <laughs> please don't waste your time. So. Yeah, exactly. I think that makes a tremendous difference. So there's a couple of things that I build into job descriptions too that are very helpful. So I call those performance metrics is what you're plugging in. And that is so key in attracting the right people. If they can see that, hey, I haven't worked on this before, but I'll be able to accomplish these things. They can show that growth. Again, that's what they're lacking in their current role a lot of times. But even more important than that is you got to be answering the question is what's in it for me? If somebody's looking at your posting, they're usually doing if they're passive and they're not really actively looking for something new, they're going to be somebody who's looking at your job description just because they want to see what it's out there. Those are the people you really want to catch at that time. So if you've got something where you can demonstrate it right up front, what's in it for me, now you got their attention. Now the performance metrics you build in, that just solidifies it for them. Gosh, I'll be able to accomplish this, 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 and this. That sounds great. And I don't know if you do this on your job descriptions. I know that you shared a link and we'll share it in the show notes, but I always like to put a call to action at the end. Mm -hmm. And the call to action is not asking for a resume because I find resumes are the most untrue way to judge a person because they're just words on a piece of paper that somebody told them to put down people who are really good or terrible resume writers. Why not put a call to action where you're getting, we have them answer three questions that gives us insight into who that person is a person and let them express that. And it's fairly simple. If they want to send a resume, great. But if not, that's fine too. Don't need it. I'm going to make my assessment in on the fact that you responded and you gave me great, well thought out answers to that call to action. I think you hit the nail on the head. For us, it's if you want really good resume writers, then you should require a resume. If you want people that look great on paper or that interview really well, then put them through a rigorous interview process or ask for all their credentials and their papers. But then you have to do a really good job of tripping them up. It's really important that you trip them up. If somebody interviews well, you really need to get into the details of exactly what they've done because a lot of people are likable. And once you get them on site and you get them started because they looked great in interview and they were personable doesn't mean that person's going to really hit the cover off the ball for you. It just means they yep. interview well. I think that's part of what the 30, 60, 90 day approach is as well, is that that job posting directly translates to their first three months at your company where you're sitting down doing performance reviews with them. And you're saying, hey, like an interview is great for a one hour chat and seeing if there's any major red flags. But we really need to see how this works together for 30 days or 60 days or 90 days before we've really ramped you up into what this means. And so it's not having the expectation that hiring is a single interview event. No, Hiring and placement at the right company and making sure there's a fit there takes a long time. So we don't want it to take six months or a year, but we know that it takes 90 days at a minute. Take the time in the interview process too. It's really important that you vet people properly and you let them vet yeah. you properly. If you mess up an interview, you're going to make a bad hire. If you don't dig deep enough and get evidence as to whether or not somebody's relevant to what you're looking for, or they meld well with your culture and they hold the same values or current similar values that are transferable, then that's what you want. But it's not a oh, well, I like this person and you know maybe we should just give them a shot type thing. That doesn't yeah. work out well. <laughs> yeah. And that's what interviews mean to a lot of people is that, oh yeah, I talked with him and he was nice and easy to talk with. It's like, well, that doesn't mean anything. That means you can grab beers with him. Yeah, it seemed cool. He seemed cool or she seemed cool. Well, that's great. But what yeah. does that mean? That doesn't warrant a hire. <laughs> I think the other thing about this is that the 30, 60, 90 day approach is that we get a lot more variety and diversity of people. And just by saying you don't need a 
certain level set of experience to qualify yourself, but you need to meet these goals and these deadlines. So part of the interview process is, okay, well, how are you going to meet these goals and these deadlines of 30, 60, 90 days? And knowing that that is biased towards someone that is capable and autonomous to some extent, but that's exactly what we're looking for. We need really high performers and autonomous people and people that are smarter than us that can bring us something. And so all of those qualities match really well to this 30, 60, 90 day approach where you're setting the objectives and what it means or why for the organization. And they get to focus on the what and the how and get there. And you're not micromanaging them and exactly telling them what to do. And hey, you need to meet these five sales and this thing and that thing to get to the objective. Yeah, that's a great point. You do get a more diverse group of people when you don't have years and skills attached to it, because there are certain people that won't apply because they don't have five years of this or four years of that. But mm -hmm. if they, they can see, well, this is the work I'm going to be doing, and this is what I can accomplish, a lot more attractive. What would be two or three key takeaways that you can give our audience that they can plug into the business today? So I would say start with your company culture. So set your objectives for all your roles, make sure that they're tied to your company culture. Second, break those down into a 90 day plan and then a 60 and 30 day plan and include that in your job posting. And then third, after you put this out there, it's not said and done. You need to adjust it and refine it for the next couple of hires and next couple of people that you do. So make sure you review and look at the metrics of, hey, how many people did we lose or did we retain for this indefinite period of time? And then adjust those postings and get better as you go through this model and you continue to do it. As with everything, it gets better with practice. Yep. Dan, thanks so much for your time investment today. And I want to welcome you to the Higher Power Radio community. What would be the best way in which members of our audience could reach you? Check us out at vaporware.net. And you can feel free to shoot me an email. I've done this a lot. So dan at vaporware.net is the best way to reach me. Excellent. Thanks to our listening audience for tuning in this week's episode of Higher Power. Quick thanks to our team, Brian Colburn, Andrea Ballin, and Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share. We're listening. We welcome your feedback. After all, this show is about you. You can join the Higher Power Radio community at higher, H-I-R-E, power, P-O-W-E-R, radio, R-A-D-I-O.com. Or you can drop me an email at rick at stridesearch.com. Tune in next Tuesday. Our guest is Jody Duva. She is the Vice President of Cox Communications. I'm Rick Gerard, your host, and you've been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power Radio. Catch our LinkedIn Live Show every Tuesday at noon or download the podcast on iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate you joining us on Higher Power Radio with your guide to recruitment success. Rick Gerard.